Good day, lad. My name is Regan Strongblood. This Canadian weather is bloody freezing. Would you care for a ride? Where am I going, you ask? Well, I'm headed back to the golden age of anime and beyond. Shall we go? Let's get going, eh? Sabakamba, sabakamba, sabakamba. 
Zimba semi bimba Baka silu bachigala na boba imba Uli la bese menya na mayumba Abate siba tandika kuyomba Ayomanango mutogo kwegu zimba Dance digi, raga digi digi da New year, new style, everybody will smile Rhymes flowing like a one river nile Wait a while, some tell them say Raga digi da, adigiza, bidigiza Nabagamba, nabagamba Nabagama, zingenda babamba Nukwe kuyemuka, ewa chikele musiki gentlemen tis i your humble anime slave regan strongblood and we're back once again ladies and gentlemen and this time around we're taking a look at space firebird 2772 or maybe phoenix 2772 or maybe hinotore 2772 or maybe love cosmosome space firebird depending where you are on the planet but ladies and gentlemen it is great to be back and i am proud to finally uh, review something by the man Osama Tezuka, um, one of the best, um, something of the Phoenix line. Um, I was thinking of maybe reviewing the whole Phoenix saga, the manga, the OVA, the motion pictures, but no, there's too much, there's too many good shows, so I'm just going to dive into a movie that I really dig, and we'll get into that later on. So ladies and gentlemen, this week we have Phoenix or Space Firebird 2772 should be a great show before we start to any new listeners and I know you're out there I'd just like to say hello thanks for listening don't listen to my first 10 shows they're a little bit weak ouch you know but we're getting better we're moving on we're getting a lot more fans we're getting a lot of email and today I'm actually going to answer an email because I got an interesting question but before that ladies and gentlemen if you'd like to contact me you can reach me at Regan Strongblood that's R-E-G-A-N-S-T-R-O-N-G B-L-O-O-D at gmail.com. Email me, criticize me, tell me you hate me, tell me you love me. You want to trade some anime? I do that. You want to talk anime? Hey, I answer all my emails, and I'd just like to thank all the people for all the kind emails. Um, shouts out to the Anime World Order. Um, if things go the way they should, we should have Mr. Gerald Rathkob on an upcoming episode of Anime 82. He's been a little busy, but uh, it looks like uh, we're going to get a review from him also on that episode. Um, we should have Dane and Philip from Eper's Choice. Of course, Dane from Anime Pacific. Speaking of Anime Pacific, Anime Pacific has been resurrected. That's right, Annie Pack has remorphed, retransformed back, and... Um, the Anime Pacific podcast has been revived, and rumor has it's going to be a weekly show, so make sure you tune in to the Anime Pacific. Um, Dana and Alex are super cool guys, and I'm glad that the Anime Pacific podcast is back. That's cool. Um, ladies and gentlemen, let's get right into it. This week for the anime question, the anime question remains, ladies and gentlemen, that, that question is, if you found an anime genie, you came upon him, if you will, and he was to grant you three wishes, those wishes being any three animes you want to be released on Blu-ray, DVD, within the anime universe. doesn't matter if it's an OVA, movie, TV series. What three would you pick and why? Ladies and gentlemen, today's guests who are going to answer the famous anime question, we have none other than Alex the Russian Nightmare. That's right, from Anime Pacific. We had Dane last week and now we have Alex, the very seclusive 
Alex, who we've never had grace the anime 82 um, airways, but we're glad to have him. So here is Alex answering the mighty question. Take it away, Mr. Alex. This is Alex from Anime Pacific. Regan has blessed me with the opportunity to answer his Anime 82 question. The question being, if you found an anime genie who would grant you any three anime titles to get released on DVD or Blu-ray, which would you pick and why? Now, I have to say, I uh, probably put more thought into this than I actually needed to. If it was my own show, I could toss something out there half-assed and no one would be the wiser and no one would care. But this is somebody else's show. I'm a guest, so I needed to think a bit harder about this. And, uh, yeah, this is sort of a, a good scam you got going here, Regan, getting uh, other people to fill time on your show. I, w I wish Dan and I had thought of this, <laughs> just to ask other people for content. So uh, we better get a good voicemail from you or something there, Regan. All right, so on to the question. Now, uh, I've interpreted the question to mean a high-quality Blu-ray release. The stuff I'm going to mention is already out on DVD, but uh, never mind that. It's not good enough. I want a high-quality, not just an, a 720p up conversion. No, sir. I want a full, real 1080p pristine-quality print version of these titles. Alright, so Bottom to top, number three. Now, I had an internal debate about this one. At first, I was going to say uh, Mobile Suit Gundam 08MS Team, which is the by far the, the best of the Gundam series, uh, the most realistic, and definitely deserves a full-quality Blu-ray release. But the other two titles on my, of my three there, they're also sci-fi. So I thought I'd mix it up. So instead, for nostalgia reasons, I would like to see the Tenchi Muyo OVA in pristine Blu-ray. Now whether this is actually possible or not, I don't know. But uh, there it is. Now why? Well, Tenchi Muyo, the Tenchi Muyo OVA DVD box set was one of the, if not the, first anime that I purchased. This was oh, more than 15 years ago now. So for just for nostalgia, Tenchi Muyo in Blu-ray. Alright, number two. Now, if you don't already know, there's a, a Robotech live-action movie in uh, development hell right now. I think they've gone through like three different writers. I guess in the... Uh, wake of Transformers. They're trying to produce another giant robot movie. <laughs> but, uh, so, so with that in mind, and that coming up in the next, oh, who knows, next few years, hopefully, I think they ought to re-release uh, Robotech. Now, I don't know whether you consider this anime. So either the first Robotech season or Macross, the original Macross, re-release it in Blu-ray. And uh, while they're at it, why don't they go back and uh, reanimate one or two episodes, or hell, the whole thing. 
If they got a big movie coming out, they want to promote it, reanimate, keep the original voices, but reanimate the whole works with uh, modern technology and a massive budget and uh, make it the whole thing look like um, look like Ghost in the Shell, the movie, you know? <laughs> that level of anime, anime brilliance on Blu-ray for either Robotech Season 1 or Macross, whatever you want to call it. Let's see that. So that's uh, my fantasy number two. All right, finally, number one. In the spring of 2007, my favorite anime of the last, oh, decade hit the airwaves in Japan. The name, Darker Than Black. When it was released, I saw the fan sub version, like almost everybody else. The version I saw, it was not high definition, it was just standard definition. Apparently, there is, at the time, there was a high definition version released on air in Japan. Dane saw it, I never saw it, and I haven't been able to find it. And even if I could, this is an anime that I would be willing to purchase. Even if I could download it for free off the internet, you know, at some point you got to support the industry. And uh, I would like to purchase this series. It's so good. But the company that licensed it for release in the North American market, Funimation, they only have a vanilla normal DVD available. Forget that. I'm not going to buy a normal DVD version of anything now. It's got to be Blu-ray. I'm spoiled now. I, I can't watch a normal DVD version of anything. So, Funimation, get your rear in gear and release a Blu-ray version of Darker Than Black. Especially since Season 2 of Darker Than Black is hitting the airwaves in Japan this fall. Alright, so there are my top three. And uh, while I'm at it, I might as well plug, plug uh, our show. Listen to Anime Pacific with Dane and Alex at animepacific.blogspot.com. Thank you. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, our next victim, or I mean guest of the anime question, we have the king, the root beer king, if you will, um, the, the host of the RPG Lamer podcast, and you can visit that. If you're a fan of um, Japanese RPGs and all that stuff, this guy has it down, okay? He's also a guest on Up a Paddle. Up a Paddle is a homeboy from Regina. Salute him. He, um, You know, um, the guest of Up a Paddle, um, Kent, was a... Uh, guest on the anime question last week and now we have his comrade if you will the root beer king so make sure you check out our rpg lamer if you're into um you know rpgs and stuff and check out up a paddle with his special guest um the root beer king on um i think it was a few episodes ago so take it away mr king and uh, let us know your opinion what is the true answer to the anime question hello regan this is jake the root beer king and thank you for asking the question well, for my first choice, I would have to go with Bokuraga Ita, or We Were There, as it's known in English. 
That one came out in 2006, and I'm surprised to see that it still hasn't been released outside of Japan. It's in my eyes one of the best shoujo slash romance anime ever made, and it's a shame that no one's picked it up yet. Viz has been releasing the manga over here though, so there is still hope that maybe the anime will be released on DVD or Blu-ray as well. As for my second choice, I'll have to go with Mach Go Go Go, aka the Japanese Speed Racer. That would be another one that I'd really like to see on DVD with English subtitles. I'm a fan of Speed Racer, however I'm really dying to see the Japanese version as what with all the changes that went into Speed Racer, and you know how the original plot is always superior. And finally, my last choice is a bit of a hard one for me to make because I actually have two titles that come to mind, but let's see. I guess that I'd go with Sei Jushi Bismarck. Now, I know that this series was already released in English as Saber Rider, and I know that that show is on DVD, but I hear that it's completely rewrote and such, so that's just no good. Again, like with Speed Racer, I really want the original story. Anyway, I don't know too much about the series, other than the art looks really good and the opening song rocks my socks off, but I'd love the chance to watch it. So yes, those are my three anime release wishes, and for the record, my other number three choice was Kinikuman. Anywho, once again, thank you for asking me the question, Regan, and feel free to ask me any other time. It's cool to be on your show, uh, I really appreciate the work you do. Keep it up. You're, you're good at this. You got talent, kid. <laughs> Keep up the great work. Talk to you later. Bye. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I was supposed to have um, the gentleman from Fight Bait um, and also the gentleman from World's Manly's podcast on the anime question, but they took too long. I got sick of waiting. I was also going to have Tishikin, who was going to do a review of Code Guess, but wow. um, also Dane from Anime Specifics said he might be able to do a review but that was a few weeks ago I know he has a baby so he's probably really busy so gentlemen the guys that are supposed to be on this episode I'm just gonna tell you what I have a lot of shows in line I plan on doing another show very very soon so I'll just add your reviews to the next show okay so anyways we'll get to those guys next week now ladies and gentlemen I got an email from a, a one mr. Chris Adams and Chris Adams I'd like to say hello to you. This is the first time I ever got uh, Gmail, if you will, from you. And uh, I said that I would um, maybe comment on your question or your comment in uh, the email I got. So hello, Mr. Chris Adams. And it's uh, you may not remember the email. It's been, been quite a while. It's been a, a while since the last show. But um, it's been a tough time around here, ladies and gentlemen. I'll get into that at the end of the show. But Chris was just basically telling me of all the anime he enjoys. And um, also... He was saying he might want to try to get into fan subbing, but he doesn't have time and this and that. So he was thinking, like, what can we do to help this bleak situation for the true classics of anime? And by the true classics, he means the stuff he digs, you know, the stuff from the 80s and 90s, maybe even the 70s. And it's a good question. Um, I know what I do to contribute is I provide raws of uh, harder to find anime for box fan subs the official fan sub group of baka bt make sure you go to baka bt to download all the box fan subs releases speaking of that i'm not getting off topic but lock the superman it took us a year to get it out but it's done 
And at the end of that, ladies and gentlemen, I did a little bit of a tribute, if you will. Uh, the, the very last um, at the, of the ending credits, I dedicated it to all old school anime fans. So that's for all you guys listening out there from me and uh, Bach fan sub. That's that was a hard one to get done. So make sure you go to Baka BT and uh, download Lock. So what, what I was saying is like what I do is I help with the with the subtitles and I provide raws for um, Baka BT. Um, I used to do a little bit more, but now I'm just providing raws because I'm working on the 2003 Astro Boys for my own little what I'm going to be calling anime 82 fan subs but that's another story it's going to take a while to get that out but um, if you're a fan and you don't have time for fan subbing what can you do to help um, big up the old school um, anime well this is what I suggest I suggest you download the torrents you comment to the fan subbers tell them that you appreciate their work you help seed their work and also um, spread the word. Spread the word to new anime fans or people who are getting back into anime. Maybe give them a refresher. Um, make them realize the classics. Enlighten them, if you will. I, there's nothing I hate more than listening to an anime podcast where a guy's talking about... I listened to this one podcast. I don't know what it was. I can't remember the name. I only listened to one episode. I didn't get through it. I shut it off because he was talking about Astro Boy, the 1981. And um, he was saying, oh, it's really good, but... The animation looks old. There's nothing that irks me more than when they say the animation looks old. Like, uh, it's just, uh... So, yeah, what you can do is help seeds and help spread the word. And um, maybe if you're in an anime club, show them some of the early 80s stuff. I mean, there's nothing like it. I mean, I don't mind the new stuff. And another thing I wanted to get clear is that on Anime 82, we don't just review the classics. Basic, our base is the classics, but we also review the new stuff. Like, look at, I did Astro Boy 2003, the new Cobra OVAs I covered, and I'll definitely be covering the new uh, Cobra TV series when it's finally out. But help promote, spread the word of great fan sub groups, and that's what I'm just about to do. I want to promote a group called M Subs. Now, these guys are like saints to me, and I'll tell you why. They're fan subbing SPT Lesnar. Or Lasner and man, that's that's a great mecha show. Make sure you go there, go to their website, just Google M Subs. I can't remember the address, and just comment. Tell those guys you appreciate the work. Tell them that you know you're a fan of that kind of stuff, and just go there. You know, groups like Live Evil, groups like Anime Classics, groups like um, what's his name? Shin Nu. I hopefully I, I remember that the guy who's doing Cobra. I just I emailed him and I said, hey. If I can provide raws or if we can help you, if, you know, Back of BT can help you or anything, let us know. I appreciate those guys. And um, so big shouts out to M Subs. Spread the words, guys. And um, make sure you promote Box because we got a lot of great uh, old school anime coming your way. And we already got some neat stuff released. If you look on the side there, I, I'm sure you found my show through the webcast. I mean, the webpage because I'm not on iTunes because fuck Apple and all those Nazi bastards. So, yeah. You can check, I have box fan sub link there. Check it out and check all those links I have there. So big ups and Chris, thank you very much for the question. That's the best I think we can do is educate people and spread the word. And um, yeah, so thanks a lot. Feel free to email me again. And yeah, anyone has a question or comment, I usually just deal with the people through the email, but I thought this would be an interesting topic to bring up. So there's so much great anime old classic stuff that I have to review. I mean, there's going to I don't think I'll be ever be able to end this podcast. I mean, I still have some shows this upcoming months. I'm planning on covering the classic Captain Harlock. It's just so good, guys. 
um, Votoms. I mean, Votoms. I like Votoms better than Gundam. I like it better than um, Macross. It's just one of my all-time favorite uh, real robot shows. And Gundam and Macross are classics. One thing I wanted to comment, Alex, in your anime question, you said that they could redo Macross, redo the animation. Oh, forgive them, anime god, for they not know what they say. Like, come on, that's that's bad. We don't want to redo the animation. It's sad, but uh, you know, it won't get better. It'll just get worse. You know what my, you know what my little saying is on anime eighty two. Sometimes, going backwards is going forward. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I said I was. I gotta stop saying ladies and gentlemen. Okay, please forgive me. It's time for Regan's recommendations. This week's Regan's recommendation is not an anime, but a manga. A manga. However you say it, depending on the region of the world you come from. Uh, this week's recommendation is Galaxy Express 3.9, the graphic novel, or manga if you will, released by Viz Graphic Novels. This is the new Galaxy Express, obviously, and they have it completed in five volumes. And I just wanted to tell you that um, if you're listening to this sh show and you're a fan of, um, you know, great stuff, great classic anime and maybe you have tastes like me go out and get these while you still can trust me i know you never thought about it you don't have them you haven't read them but i'm reminding you i'm refreshing you now you go out and you buy them just trust me and you're gonna love them you're gonna thank me once you read them you're gonna say oh mr regan strongblood thank you so much i forgot all about the new galaxy express and it was available in north america possibly europe i'm not sure but if you do happen to have them, or you do get them because of my recommendation, make sure you email me and let, you, let me know what you think. Okay, it's Galaxy Express 3.9. It's tied with Space Adventure Cobra for my favorite anime of all time. Ooh, and Astro Boy, three-way tie. So, you know, it's great. Yeah, so there you have it. And speaking of uh, mangas you should get, ladies and gentlemen, you know, Phoenix, I said ladies and gentlemen again. I'm sorry, I have to stop doing that. Anyways, fools, just joking, anime, you know, that's great, manga, it's awesome too, it's it's like, it's like frozen anime on the go, you know, so, um, check out Phoenix, all 12 volumes have been released in North America, <laughs> oh my goodness, essentials, you gotta have all of Phoenix, you have to have all the Astro Boy mangas, and you have to have all of Galaxy Express, okay, now if only we could get Space Adventure Cobra out, proper release, we'd be in heaven but yeah Hinatori Bird of Fire it's really a great one and this week I'm excited to finally break into the world of Hinatori oh my god Space Battleship Yamato oh, I can't wait to review that it's really good guys anyways let's get on with the review now this week we're looking at Hinatori Phoenix 2772 now we all know that Phoenix is one of Osama Tezuka's greatest works like i said it's a 12 volume manga it's been adapted into like a tv series another animated movie ovas it's been adapted into a live action slash animation film not very hot you can get that one at cinemageddon if you want to check that one out it's kind of tough to find but um this week we're looking at 2772 love cosmosome and you know this movie was loosely based you hear what i said i said loosely based off the future chapter of uh, Tezuka's epic 12-volume manga. Now, that's volume two, and it's very loosely based. Um, some of the characters show up that are in that chapter, future chapter, um, similar characters with the same name, uh, and the story is 
kind of similar, but um, how could we say it? A good comparison would be to, like, you know, the Metropolis manga compared to the anime adaption. So this is a loosely based. Now, this is a 1980 motion picture, and it was directed by Sagura Sugiyama. Now, he's best known for The Wonder 3 or The Amazing 3 in uh, North America TV series. That black and white one about those um, animals. We never really got to see that, but hopefully one day, but keep dreaming. And of course, Tezuko was around to make sure that things would go well. You know, he wrote the screenplay and, you know, he was a part of every piece of this little masterpiece. So, like I said, check out the manga for Phoenix. If you haven't already, trust me, you will not be disappointed. Now, I'm going to go in a little bit into the synopsis and then just give you my opinion and of the animation and overall story but I won't spoil it I'm just gonna give you guys a little taste but uh, there won't be spoilers definitely now the movie starts off with this elaborate scene of um, the Phoenix just flying in the sky and there's all these lights and it's just an amazing animated scene this movie's very well animated it also is there's no talking it's about 15 minutes long and the story revolves we see Godo he's He's being born out of a test tube. He's being raised alone. Um, he's genetically fit for a career eventually as a space pilot. Now, as a young boy, a robot is brought in to help raise him, sort of like a babysitter, um, to educate Godo. And her name is Olga. She's like a blonde, beautiful chick, but she's a robot. She's a transformer. I mean, she can. She has phenomenal strength. She has like super speed. She can transform into like a beautiful woman, a scooter, or a jet. But um. As Guru grows, he is ready for his little career, and he's ready to go out into the world. He's a lower-class person. He's kind of been born just for a certain job, and that is to be a pilot. But, you know, Godo is struggling. He's struggling with society. He's struggling with his roles, and the expectations he has to fulfill. It's sort of, um, you know, we all can relate with that, can't we? Oh, my God, there's a spider crawling across my floor. Oh, well. Anyway, so he feels alone. He feels almost hopeless. Like, there's a scene where he's being trained at target practice, and um, one of his um, commanders, if you will, takes out these creatures, and they look like monkeys, except you can see they're very afraid, they're very coherent, and he says, shoot them, and, um, you know, Goda just can't understand why they'd use these beautiful creatures as, you know, target practice. So he's, he's really confused and struggling with, his newfound freedom but also these restrictions he's finding in this society it's really sort of a suppressed dictatorship where you don't have a lot of room to be yourself you just kind of i think it's sort of a comment on maybe japanese society or maybe like overall the world society i don't know but um rock who is a reoccurring character anyone who knows anything about the tezuka's world knows that rock's a reoccurring character and once again we have rock and rock selects Godo for an important mission um, based on Godo's natural talent I mean he kind of surpasses all the other trainees and it's to come in a year's time and the mission is to find Cosmozone 2772 now Cosmozone 2772 is a mysterious creature that has left many a space expedition um, in deep space um, ravaged I mean people on the ships have been burned, mutilated, with the only ev evidence being a photo image that a terrified shipmate was able to send back to headquarters before his demise. Now, it seems that this mysterious space monster is a giant bird of fire. Now, 
Goro's mission is to locate the creature and capture it alive. Now, along the way as his training goes along, Goro meets Lina, a high-class girl who's to marry Goro's commander, the politician Rock. Now, one thing I noticed is this really this movie really like I said, paints a picture of society. It shows different class systems. It shows the struggle of the lower and working class people and what they have to go through as the rich people have basically have a problem-free life, you know. And um, Goto is really a sensitive person um, just by his nature. I mean, he's very compassionate and um, he has a lot of empathy for living things. Um, a, a good scene to um, prove this is there's a scene where Goto... Um, meets Lena and she goes to pick him a flower from the garden and she's about to pick the flower but Goto stops her because he doesn't want to he doesn't want the flower to die so Goto is eventually escorted out of the flower garden that he stumbles into because he's of a lower class and uh, in this society a dictatorship um, the lower classes you know he him being an average citizen um, not able to very correspond with Lena because she's high class and of course she's going to marry Rock, the politician. So there you have it. Pretty shitty life, eh? You're kind of, you're pushed into this job. You're not able to go anywhere. You're not able to do anything unless it has to do with your subscribed role in society. Sounds like a shitty deal. Now, Goro really, really loves Olga. Now, Olga being that blonde haired transformer. Um, and most people he meets within society don't seem to really understand but um, why shouldn't he I mean she always was there she was the one who raised him um, she's the one who cared for him educated him the one who treated him with respect and um, Goro kind of you know in a way like he says once that you know in a way he thinks maybe his robot mother is better than humans and I mean humans haven't treated him very well so I cannot kind of understand why he'd feel that way um, and it, it's a sticky situation because, like I said, Lena and Rock are are going to be married, and you know, secretly, Lena has feelings for Goto, and um, you know, Goto and her are meeting, and um, Rock, being a politician, and in some ways, he's also Goto's twin brothers because they're born from the same test tube. Um, Lena is to marry into, you know, the prestige of you know the politician life. Um, but this society is, it's basically one of terrifying control, like I said, in conformity. Um, Lena is kind of sort of starting to realize that all these beautiful things around her, they're starting to seem kind of ugly because she's be becoming aware of, like, the fucked upness of her world. And, you know, Rock is basically selfish. He's power hungry. He's a politician. He just kind of wants to use Lena to please her father, an important politician, so he can one day kind of rise the ranks while Goto is a good. Um, a very good person and very caring individual he truly loves Lena so we got a little bit of a love triangle ladies and gentlemen now this is a very long movie and I'm not gonna ruin anything like I said I'm just gonna setting up the plot don't worry I'm not gonna give anything away that would wreck this so um you know Lena and Goro's love is basically impossible and just as they're discussing maybe the possibility of fleeing together uh, you know saving their love um, guess what rock shows up in a spaceship and captures them um, he strips goto of his citizenships and plans to ship him to iceland to spend the rest of his long-lived days as a slave at the labor camp but um 
Fortunately, um, Lena had an alien comrade. His name is Pinko, and he's this cute little kind of looks like a kangaroo alien. Who he's not really a kangaroo, but he kind of looks kangaroo-ish. He always like um, he's the comic relief. And like I said, this is a very kind of bleak and somber movie. But then you'll have scenes with this Pinko guy or Pinchko, however you say his name. And he'll be doing silly, goofy things, and that's just classic Tezuka style. Some people like can't handle that because they're not used to the classic. But if you're a fan of Osama Tezuka, you know what I'm talking about. But anyways, Oga and Pinko escape. So that's good. So Goto is shipped to the prison labor camp, and guess who the warden is? None other than our old chap, our old friend Blackjack. And um, just so you guys know, if you're not um, accustomed to uh, Tezuka, he uses characters from his mangas and anime in different roles, almost as actors. So he has kind of like a cast of people he uses, and Blackjack is very famous. If you don't know who Blackjack is, come on, get with it. So Blackjack is filling the role as the labor camp's um, warden. And at the labor camp, he meets a guy named Dr. Sarta. And this is a guy who is in the future chapter. He looks the same and he has the same name. And um, he's also a prisoner. And he tries to convince Goto that they need to escape. Um, they need to escape because there's a spaceship located on the prison camp. But um, Pinko and Olga make their way to the camp. And uh, the four of them set out with their plan. Now, Blackjack is waiting, and like the true man he is, he tells his guards to put down their guns, and he makes a deal with Goto. He says, if you can beat me man to man, he'll release him. And, um, of course, Goto wins the fight, but we see the fallen Blackjack has a little smile on his face. Oh, that sly devil, he let Goto win because he likes that kid. And, you know, that's the only way you can let him go. He's smart, isn't he? He reminds me of Captain Harlock. So they're off in the space shark, and... Um, the mission is the same as before, find the phoenix, but this time, instead of using her energy to rule the world, Dr. Sarta wants to harness it, her eternal energy, to heal the sick and polluted dying earth. Now, I don't really want to go any further into the synopsis, because I don't want to wreck anything, but like I said, this is a very somber and serious movie with goofy little scenes added in to cool off and like I said this may confuse some of you but anyone who's accustomed to Tezuka's work they'll know that this is very much his style used throughout his manga and anime and um, the case for this phoenix when they meet the phoenix it's very existential and for some it may come off as confusing it's kind of it's a story that really deals with one's feelings coming to terms with one's true feelings and realizing some things are more important than even our own lives and it's kind of like that sci-fi movie Solaris where when they come into contact with the Phoenix in space I mean it's too much for their minds to handle you know what I'm saying I mean Phoenix comes in the form of a bird but she's not really a bird she's closer to almost like a space god I mean she's able to read and speak to people's hearts and the movie's ending, like I said, I'm not going to give away anymore because there's a whole scene where they hunt down the phoenix and, you know, they're, de they're dealing with the phoenix. But the movie's ending, I found it rather sad, but in classic Tezuka style, um, even from great loss, there's still hope and 
love still remains you know it reminds me of a lot of um tezuka stories you sort of have that sort of mixed emotion and uh it's really kind of emotional and heartfelt and really beautifully written and i thought it was directed really really good but if i had to criticize this movie perhaps it suffers from the same fate as lock the superman you know the motion picture millennia of the witch the one that box fan sub that you're going to go download yeah from back of bt maybe the same fate that it suffers from and that is with the pacing okay it is a lot of really drawn out artistic scenes kind of like um they're, they're not really needed but they are like wonderfully animated scenes it's sort of like the director and the you know the animators are just like it's like masturbating on the film it's just it's art for the sake of art you know it, it doesn't really they don't really need this to like for the storyline but like silly little scenes like when they're at the labor camp you kind of see the guys are kind of dancing around or like i said that kangaroo guy pinko he does a little dance like da -da 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 -da, and he's like dusting and or beautiful elaborate scenes of the phoenix so these aren't these scenes aren't really needed and with with these scenes it, it kind of draws out the story and so the pacing's a little bit slower um making the movie take a little bit longer and for some this drag out might be painful um it's really really well animated for the time i mean this is a beautiful film um for anyone who's interested in like cell animation of the 80s i highly highly recommend this film because like i said it's directed beautifully it's very really heartfelt um but like i said it's a little if i had to criticize it i'd say it's drawn out wonderfully animated though on one of the better phoenix animes um one of the better Phoenix anime ad adaptions if I if, if I was to give my humble opinion and I consider this a true classic of the anime 80s scene um really really recommended for any hardcore fans but yeah if you're a patient person you don't mind long scenes but just for the love of the animation this could be a real treat for you but like I gotta I, I know I'm repeating myself but I gotta warn you this is a long film now, Tezuka touches on a lot of the themes we see running throughout a lot of his 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 uh, manga, like um, especially like he did in Astro Boy. I mean, when robots and humans learn to love each other, and our very definition on what is to be real is challenged. You know, Tezuka is challenging us to be honest about our feelings and to be brave to face the changes in reality of the future because this movie kind of engulfs to me it kind of engulfs the human spirit and just uh, being alive as a human i mean we all have to deal with a lot of things we don't like to there's a lot of uncontrollable things we have love we have hate we have hopes we have dreams and this movie just sort of encompasses all the feelings i think really i think tezuka does it better than almost anyone in encompassing feelings like this guy had a huge heart and like a piece of Tezuka's heart remains eternal within the Phoenix. And uh, I'm so thankful for Osama Tezuka. He truly sits with a selected few as a king. And um, he deserves our respect. And he's a man of just a wondrous man. And Phoenix is just wondrous. The mangas, the OVAs, everything. And this movie, I just, you know, brings a tear to my eye. So. Make sure you check out Osama Tezuka if you haven't already, ladies and gentlemen. I truly enjoyed it. It's a long one. It's an artistic one. Um, I don't know how to say this. I mean, some people, they just can't appreciate certain things. And those kind of people who maybe don't like this sort of thing aren't going to get so much from it. But 
if you're a fan of Galaxy Express or I mean Liji Masamoto's work, you know, his better work, or you're a fan of Astro Boy, you're gonna you're gonna get the same kind of feeling from this. So maybe don't don't start out with this. Maybe if this is your first Phoenix, maybe start out with the uh, the new T V series. It's probably the easiest pill to swallow. And then from there work your way to the Phoenix. But for old school fans Oh Tizika, you you really were a great person and I feel a lot of anime love for you because you had a huge heart, and I'm sure everyone feels the same. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show, but I hope the show was good. I've had a really tough month, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm not really good at speaking about these sort of things, but it sounds strange, but um, all my listeners, you know, to me, I consider you my friends. I know we, most of us, I don't know you in the physical body, but... I mean, we're all f- friends, we're fans of anime, I, I do reviews for the love of it, and you listen to it for the fun of it, so in a way I feel that we're friends, and so I feel comfortable a little bit expressing myself to you. Um, I was supposed to do a lot more shows this month, like I told you, but it's been a tough month, um, how can I say this, um, about a month ago on um, Anime World Order, we heard uh, Mr. Gerald Rathkob, uh talk about... Um, the tragic loss of a loved one of his to the disease of cancer and um, I wouldn't bring that up I don't mean no disrespect to Gerald I, I don't physically know Gerald but of course I'm a huge fan of the anime world order but in a way I could relate well to what Gerald was talking you know the tragic loss of his father to cancer because at the very time and when he made that statement dedicating his show to his father my father was also struggling with the same disease of cancer um, lymphoid and lung cancer to be exact and um, two weeks ago my father passed away from the same disease he, he died of cancer so it's been a very tough month for me ladies and gentlemen and so I felt the pain not just me and Gerald but cancer so many people are touched by this horrible disease I pray no one gets it so it's it was a tough tough few months for me ladies and gentlemen so I hope this show this week is okay I know I might be I don't know if it's a good show. I, I've been a little bit down, ladies and gentlemen. So I thought it would be re- relevant seeing how I'm talking about Tezuka and seeing how I'm talking about Phoenix that I'd like to dedicate this episode to my father. Um, it just seems appropriate because Phoenix is about love, hope, loss, but also from that loss, maybe, you know, we get something and something goes on. So. Sorry, I'm not being very eloquent with my words, so... I don't know, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not really good at expressing myself. Um, I thought I'd leave you guys with um, a few words that I said at my dad's funeral. And I don't do this because I want to feel sorry for myself. I would really actually appreciate it if you didn't leave comments. Please don't leave comments saying sorry and stuff. I just... That's not the way I deal with it, I don't know. I come from a Northern Irish background and <laughs> we don't deal with stuff that way. It's okay. So... I'm okay, I just, it's been a tough time, and I thought I'd leave you guys with a few words I said at my dad's funeral. Um, This is what I said, and I'll leave you guys this week, and I just want you to know that I love you guys, and I appreciate you listening, and you know, I love you, anime loves you, and the power of anime love compels you. Next week, we'll be back up, and everything's happy, and it's okay, because I know how life is, I'm pretty aware of things, so, and I was just thankful, I'm thankful for the nowness and the time I had with my father, and, um, he lives on just as the phoenix is reborn my father's love lives on but um here's a few words to leave you with that i said at my father's funeral 
Siddhartha Gautama once said, the way is not in the sky, the way is in the heart. And I'm sure my father has finally found his way. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Um, hopefully next week's show may be a little bit better. I'm not sure if this will be a good episode, but thank you, ladies and gentlemen. The anime, live, the anime love lives on, and I appreciate all my listeners. See you next week, ladies and gentlemen.
Love is love is everything you do.